0: Our scriptures for today are found first of all in Luke 2:25 through 32, and then Matthew 13:15 through 16. It reads: "At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had re- revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all the people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. For the hearts of these people are hardened. And their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear. And their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me, and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they, have, they see, and your ears, because they hear. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Eyes that see, right? Ears that hear. Um, it's a gift, And it's a gift, apparently, that we don't naturally have, that we have to work hard to receive these eyes that actually see. Um, And when we think about the birth of Christ, which is kind of funny, right? We're singing, like, sweet baby Jesus, and it's September. Because y'all, like, Kevin leans over to me, and goes, it's kind of funny, you know, baby Jesus in September, because that happens in December. But if we're going to talk through the New Testament, if I'm going to explain the New Testament to you, we have to begin here with the birth of Christ, with the coming of our King, and we're talking about who was able to see it and hear it and why so many people missed it. Now, were there signs that could be seen when Jesus came into the world? I'm expecting, since it's not Christmas Eve, I'm expecting that a lot of y'all already know this story, right? So you know that there was this star in the sky, So bright that people from the east, wise men from the east, followed it 900 miles to come. They went to Jerusalem. Because here's the unexpected part. If you're going to look for a king, where do you go? You want to find a king, where do you go? The palace. So they go to the palace and they say, a king. Not just the king of a nation, but the king of that the heavens are talking about, a king has been born, where is your baby? And Herod's like, there's no baby here. Where's the baby? Well, the interesting thing is, as soon as they ask, where is the hero of ages, where is the Messiah to be born, will the people go, oh, Bethlehem. It's Bethlehem. That's what God has said. It's going to happen in Bethlehem. They knew it right like that. Now, how many of those whole town of Jerusalem that is in an uproar, That the Messiah, the hero, has been born. How many of those people go to Bethlehem? Just the wise men. They're the only ones who make the journey. It wasn't that it wasn't clear what was happening, they knew. It was just that only a few of them went. Think about that night that Jesus is born. We, we see this story of Mary and Joseph for whatever reason, whether it was there was a real innkeeper or whether it was the guest room in their own family's home, whatever it is, they're shuffled to the stable. People turn their backs. The king of the world enters the fray. This is the moment that 700 scriptures in the Old Testament, 700 have spoken about. The prophecies are coming true. The people knew this. They knew it better than we know it, way better by heart. They could connect the dots as soon as they saw them. It's just they didn't see. They didn't have eyes that saw, really saw. And so that same night when it's the darkness of night and Mary and Joseph have been shuffled to the side, God sends these angels, first one, and then the armies of heaven. That's a lot of angels. To sing to the shepherds and say, your king has come. Now think, do you think that made a lot of noise? I think it was so loud. You could hear it across the countryside. When angels say, God has come to earth, that is a mighty praise chorus. And yet the only people who run to see the face of their king are these shepherds, this handful of people. And if you read the scriptures, you also hear that they leave and they're not like shh. They're like, hallelujah, it's the Savior. And you can, I can just imagine these people in Bethlehem like, shh, we're trying to sleep here. Hush that racket. So there's this amazing thing going on that if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you get to come see the Savior. He's there. It's a gift. But your eyes have to see it. Your ears have to hear it. Now, I often think when I think of this story, I'm like, I would be one of the ones who would notice, right? And I'm sure if you've ever tried to put yourself in the story, you think, I would be one of the ones that noticed. Because we tend to think of ourselves as people whose eyes see and whose ears hear. And that if something amazing was happening right next to me, I would see it but I might be overestimating my seeing capabilities. And there was this thing that happened to me that I think I'll remember forever to remind myself that I need better eyes. I was really excited when Scott and Martha got their boat. And we went down, we are gonna go down to the lake. This is very exciting when your friends have a boat. They're gonna take you to the lake And so I had packed up all the kids. We had all the sunscreen. We had all the snacks, all the drinks, all the towels. We had everything. We're trying to schlep it down to the dock. I'm trying to get the kids herded. You know, Kevin and I, we got everything. We got everything. We're on the dock. We just need to walk down to the boat. And coming down the dock towards us is this family, a dad, two kids, and a puppy. And so as much as we wanted to go to the lake, um, we wanted to meet that puppy. And so Martha and I are down on the ground like, hey, puppy, hey, little puppy. And the kids are down there, and our kids are all crowded around. And we're like, hey, what kind of dog is this? And the dad tells us what kind of dog it is. And we're like, we've been out enjoying the lake. And we're like, puppy, puppy, puppy. And then finally, we're like, you know what? Puppy's awesome, but lake's even more awesome. So we leave. We go down to Martha's boat. We're getting in the boat when Kevin says to me, hey, baby. I'm like, yeah? He goes, that was Tim Duncan. Okay, for those of y'all who don't know who Tim Duncan is, I do know who Tim Duncan is. He is my favorite athlete, y'all know I'm not into sports, but I am into the Spurs. I have been since I was this big. I remember when David Robinson got to be on the Spurs and we thought we could actually win a game. I remember when Tim Duncan came. I've been there for every championship and stayed up however ever late it is. I have been one of the fools on I-35 after a championship honking the horn as we sat in traffic because that's the closest we could get to Tim Duncan is to be on I-35 and honk our horn. (laughs) If I could meet anyone in sports, it would be Tim Duncan. And he was standing next to me and I didn't see him. So I run to the top to see, is it too late? Could I make a fool out of myself? Wait, I love you. <laughs> He's gone, right? And now the funny thing is Scott and Kevin are like, duh. <laughs> Kevin says to me, real sweet, he says, baby, baby. Did you not see he was seven feet tall? <laughs> and I was like, I, now that you mention it, I did see he was tall, but... Do you have eyes that see? Tim Duncan, if you come back, I will see you. I swear to God, I will see you next time. Tragedy struck me when I missed Tim Duncan, but even more tragic friends would be to miss God. Because just like Tim Duncan was not hidden, he was seven feet tall standing right next to me on our boat dock in our community. Unexpected? Yes. Hidden? No. If you have eyes that see... So let's talk about Simeon, who Greg read about. Simeon, this old man, he's wanting to see the Savior. That's a good start. And God has said to him, even though he's old, you're going to see the Savior before you die. So one day as he's in prayer, the Spirit says to him, today's the day. Go to the temple and he's going to be there, the hero of ages. And we see Simeon looking through the hundreds of people because surely there would have been hundreds. And without wavering walking up to Jesus, he can see that little baby. He takes him in his arms. I can see him cradling his head and saying, Finally, I see you. You are the answer to our deepest needs. You are the glory of Israel. You are a light to the world. I see you. And he gives him back. God is still around, you know? Jesus said he'd be around, but I worry because I miss Tim Duncan that we could be missing God just as easily because our eyes aren't working and our ears aren't hearing. So I want us to think about what Simeon did so that when God shows up and he's gonna in your life, he's already here, we'll see him. So the first thing you can do is get ready for the unexpected, okay? Just tell yourself that. Get ready for the unexpected. Think of me and Tim Duncan. I had always seen Tim Duncan in the AT&T Center in a basketball jersey. That's how he dresses all the time, right? If he had been standing on the boat dock in a basketball jersey, I would have known who he was. But because he was in shorts and flops and he had on sunglasses, that's unexpected. I missed it. Now, when the Messiah came, there's 700 scriptures about the Messiah, the hero of ages. I'm telling you, it was a surprise he came as a baby. We're like, yeah, he came as a baby. But the people in that day, it was surprising. Because think, if you're thinking, here's the hero who will deliver us forever, imagine in your mind, without thinking about sweet baby Jesus, what that hero looks like. Right? He's strong, he's tall, he's royal, he's commanding, he's got an already an army behind him, right? People are like, Oh, I'm ready for that guy. But the unexpected, the baby. God coming as one of us, they weren't ready. It they didn't see it. It was unexpected. And so what I just ask us to think about is just be ready to be inconvenienced. I mean, would you trade a night's sleep for the chance to look God in the face? Be ready for those unexpected times, those unexpected places, the times when God shows up looking some way that you didn't expect. Remember, Jesus says, you will see me in disguise. When you build a home for some people who don't have one, when you welcome a child, when you help someone who's in need, that's me. So be ready to see Jesus in unexpected ways. Now, the second thing is we have to have focus. Um, can you tell me on that day on the dock what I was focused on? A dog. It was cute. It was awesome. And the second thing I was focused on, puppy dog, lake. These are not bad things, but they got in the way of an even greater thing. They drew my eyes away from the seven-foot-tall guy next to me down to a precious puppy and the lake, and I missed it. And this is the most dangerous thing for us, too. Because all of the world, all of your life is screaming at you, look at me, look at me, focus on this. The bills, the job, the family, the sports, the friendships. You know how it is. Wake up in the morning and you're just running, 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 running. And so to see God, we have to be like Simeon was God be or Simeon began his day saying, Lord, not only I'm going to tell you what I'm doing, but I want you to tell me what you're doing. And let me be a part of what you're already doing. Let me meet you. Simeon wanted that more than anything. And so he got it. So, Not that there aren't cute puppies in the world and and the lake and all of the things that we put our attention on. It's fine. Those are not bad things. But give God your first and your best and allow him to tell you where he needs you to be and then you won't miss out on seeing him. So Jesus would grow up, I want to read this to you again, he would say, the hearts of these people are Hardened. He's talking to his disciples about why the people don't understand. Their ears cannot hear. They've closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear. And their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see. And your ears... Because they hear. God is not hidden. God is among us. And God wants to be found. Open your eyes, let them focus and dwell on Him, and you will see Him. Even today. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would help our eyes to see and be blessed and our ears to hear so that our hearts could be changed. Um, I am willing, Lord, to miss Tim Duncan if I don't miss you, and I pray for each of these people here that we would not miss out on you in our everyday lives that we would be ready for the unexpected and that our hearts would be focused first and always on what you are doing so that we can see you. Amen.